Round two is in the book, and these are the moments that mattered. I'm Jack Heverin alongside Derek Rucker, and let's get to the biggest moment of the round, Derek, and that is the Tasmania Jack Jumpers. It was only last week on this show that you said Melbourne are the team to beat. Tassie had other ideas today, getting the job done at John Kane Arena. Yeah, I did say that last week, Jack, and I was wrong. Tasmania are an outstanding team. They're well coached. I think they have better personnel than they've had the past two seasons, and both seasons they had deep playoff runs. They're clearly the benchmark in the competition right now and a very impressive weekend. They knocked off Sydney and Tasmania and Sydney were never in that game mm. and then they go two days later back it up on the road with a convincing late comfort behind victory against Melbourne United. Let's talk Milton Doyle first and foremost and in particular the fourth quarter. Mm. We know his pedigree, we saw his pedigree last year but it feels like now he's worked the league out and he understands it all. This is a guy that could make a big run at the MVP. He reminds me a lot of Leroy Loggins. I know that's blasphemous in, in some way to say that, but he's got that cool, calm, and very talented manner about him. He knows when he needs to inject himself in the games. He's good on both ends. His defense is very underrated, Jack, but if you watch the types of players he, he guards in this competition, he does a fantastic job. And, of course, we know he is a clutch performer, and he's only getting better. What about the backcourt now? Milton Doyle and Jordan mm. Crawford. Jordan Crawford was fantastic as well. We talk about working it out. It hasn't taken long for those two to work out how to play together. Little, hard to guard, quick, talented and feisty. That's Jordan Crawford. And in a structure in which Scott Roth allows him to thrive and be himself and play to his strengths. And then also you've got Jack McVeigh, who continues to blossom as an Australian player. You don't think he's going to be that good, and that's why I guess he's such a good fit there. He, he just fits in perfectly with the ethos of not only the Tasmanian Jack Jumpers, but that community. We're here at Kudos Bank Arena. We've just seen the Sydney Kings win over Adelaide, their first home game of the season. But the big moment that mattered from this game was the lights going out. <laughs> that was something else, and uh, I didn't appreciate all your Queensland jibes. That wasn't cool, but I don't know what happened. Apparently, Pete Hooley said it was a burrito on the light switch, but Jalen Adams still knocked down that shot, yeah. and I'm not sure when we got back or if we ever got back to 100%, Jack, but it was, an, it was a thrilling game, and again, if you watch the NBL, you will be entertained. They ticked the box today, Sydney, didn't they? They did, and they were just solid without being great. They didn't want to show too much to early and I think if the team if the fans watch this game it gives them a lot of hope going down the line I thought today they were a little bit ahead of where I thought they would be one of the moments from this game and particularly one of the round will be this dunk from Jacob uh -huh. Wiley it was nasty he got that thing in the backcourt I said in the call that he did a great job with his eyes and looking off that defender, freezing it, and then we know what type of athleticism and energy Jacob has in his body, and he went in and flushed that thing with authority. Let's go to the moment that everyone's talking about, though, from round two, and that is Aaron Baines, Brisbane taking on Cairns, Saturday night at Nissan Arena, tempers flared, Aaron Baines completely lost his cool, completely lost his composure, was ejected from the game, so was Lat Mayen. As we go to record tonight, Derek, the NBL Tribunal will be taking a look at the incident and in particular an incident as the teams walked off at halftime. You were there, what did you make of it? Yeah, look, there was a lot of negative energy flowing around after that. Obviously, Aaron felt that he was hard done by in the call. He did receive an elbow across the chin if you look at the video. He was also committing some, some fouls in there as well. So, you know, both parties played a role in this, but Aaron's escalation mm. of the incident was probably 
For me, it was sad and unfortunate. And just seeing the energy in the venue after it happened was really confronting for me. I think a lot of people were emotionally affected. And, you know, I, I just worry about how Aaron's teammates feel about it going forward. I thought it was Mitch Norton went in there to, tr to try and provide assistance, and I felt he was shrugged off, and that was... I thought that was disrespectful and not a great look. And I think Brad Rosen pointed out that it was the optics were not ideal for Brisbane at a moment when they're trying to revamp and turn that situation around from a dismal situation the past couple of years. Do, do you think the Aaron Baines incident had an impact on the result? I think it did, but you know what? I'll give his teammates credit because they bounced back. Mm. You know, Cans uh, came out in that third quarter, and Adam Ford, I think he's the type of guy that thrives on that type of stuff. And he does a great job of transmitting his energy and his enthusiasm to the team. And in that third quarter, they went up and took the lead, and it looked like it was going to turn into a blowout. And I don't know what Justin Schuler did in the third quarter, but he did a fantastic job of assembling his troops, calming them down, getting into a game plan, and they got themselves back in the game with a legitimate chance. They had two bites of it at the mm. end to win the game, Jack. Coming from that game was another outstanding performance by one of our next stars here in the NBL, Bobby Clintman. He just looks so ready. I know that NBA scouts told us at the Blitz that he's everything mm. that an NBA team could possibly want in a player, and Saturday night showed why. He's six foot ten and can shoot the ball really, really well. And that puts so much pressure on the defensive players to stay attached to him. And you know who the big benefactor is? It's it's Patrick Miller. Yep. He's able to get into lanes. Tajir McCall, as he gets healthy, he's going to be able to get in the lanes. But back to your point about Bobby Clintman, we know he has all this physical talent. He's got great size. But the thing I like about him, Jack, and you've seen in the interviews I've done with him, he seems like a really good person. He's, he's likable. He's affable. He understands where he fits into the whole situation there in Cairns. And he's found a perfect match and the ideal place where he can show what he's got to the NBA scouts. And speaking of showing the NBA scouts, Alex Saar at Perth, he mm. just continues to show his skills inside, outside, defensively, offensively. He's got every single weapon available. Well, the godfather of NBL media, now the next stars, Liam Santamaria, must be feeling like a genius as he sits at home today <laughs> and just watches these games with the progress that the next stars have shown. I think this has been the best output that we've had this early in the season. Jack, we're only two rounds yeah. in, and these guys have made fantastic contributions. I'm saying, based on what they each did in this round, if they did hardly anything the rest of the season, it's been a net positive for both of them. And they're only going to get better. And hopefully, as they encounter more challenges, they continue to rise to meet those challenges. And other next stars start to get opportunities as well. I thought Rocco probably could have gotten a little bit more time. Rocco Zakarski, obviously, I'm talking about. I thought he could have gotten a few more minutes in the game, but I'm sure his time will come also. That applause in the background was for you, by Thank the way, you, Derek Rocco. Um, just quickly on the Cairns type ends, they've jumped on the plane and headed over to America. They've got games against Washington and Toronto coming up in the next few days. There's that applause once more. Are they in a bit of a groove now, Cairns? Have they sort of found their sweet spot? This is tricky. This is a tricky one because they're going over there when they're playing good basketball, a really good weekend, knocking off Southeast Melbourne and going down to Brisbane and winning that game. But look here, now they're going to go away for seven to ten days, Jack. They won't play an NBL game for another 17 days, mm -hmm. I believe it is. Do you lose your rhythm? And going over to play NBA, I know people say basketball is basketball, but it's not. 
NBL basketball is different than NBA basketball. They'll take an adjustment. They'll take an adjustment period to get used to getting back here. They'll have to get over the jet lag. We saw what happened to Adelaide last year. Some say that that victory last year over Phoenix was one of the greatest victories in Adelaide 36ers history. Well, at the end of the day, it didn't mean anything because they had a woeful season. And I'm sure Adam Ford would prefer to get blown out over there in America mm. and come back and win an NBL championship. Let's get the thumbs up, thumbs down to yep. finish off. Who are you giving the positive to this week? All right, my man Justin Robinson oh. down in Illawarra. I killed him last week. <laughs> he deserved it. He didn't play up to his ability. But we saw what he can do last night against Southeast Melbourne. 26 points, a bunch of assists, and it was the way that he controlled the tempo and understood when to put his foot on the pedal and put that thing in his hands and go with it, and that's exactly what he did. He was the primary reason they won that game. Can I give my thumbs up? I want to stay with Illawarra, sure. if that's okay. Only a small sample size, to quote the great Andrew Gaze. Juan Jung Lee showed us with a couple of big buckets late in the game. Right. He can shoot the basketball, and he's going to be a really nice weapon for the Hawks. He is, and I think he, again, is just learning his way. It's his first time really playing basketball outside, the, outside of America for like four or five years and that takes an adjustment. We know he has the pedigree. He was schooled over here at the NBA Global Academy in Canberra. He's a quality person. He's a Davidson College graduate, shout out. <laughs> so we know he's gonna be able to get it done. I thought, though, that you would have given a thumbs up to the coaching staff at Illawarra after you caned them last week. I did no such thing. That oh, was I you. did. That Actually, was in fact, that was Leonard yeah. Copeland as well, who also <laughs> caned them. Let's finish on the negative then. Thumbs down. Where are you going this week? Thumbs down, unfortunately, and it's not totally their fault, but the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. I don't know what's happened down there. Somebody must have run over a cat or out in the heartland. They have cows out there, right? No? Not that far out. No. Okay, my no. fault. Anyway, something has happened out there with the Phoenix, injury after injury, and I empathize with Tommy Greer because he continues to put good lineups out on the floor. But, you know, we saw Tyler Cook go down with an injury. Will Cummings takes a blow to the face the other day, and then under man, they go down to Illawarra and, and kind of get their doors blown off. Yeah, I'm giving the thumbs down to the Tyler Cook injury. Just the, the nature of the industry, injury, it was graphic, but also the timing of it. It's just, it's just horrible for Southeast Melbourne. Well, hopefully they'll get Hot Sauce Williams back, back X, Express, and uh, he'll be able to fill in that void. But, you know, you hate to see it for Tyler Cook because he was really having a great impact in the league. We don't know what his status will be going into round three. But let's, let's hope the Fiends can find some health and get back to playing good basketball. It was nice to do the moments that mattered in front of a live studio audience <laughs> behind us as well. Lots of love for Derek Rucker. Good to see that you and Justin Robinson have made up as well, D. I'm, I'm really pleased for and both always, of you. Always great working with you again, Jack. Jack makes everyone around him better. He is a true point guard. Thanks for that, and thanks. <laughs> There'll be a beer after this one for you. Thanks for watching the moments that mattered. We will be back here again next Sunday after Sydney play Perth. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you next time.